Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Define University podcast, a space designed for educators to ignite your passion, transform your mindset, and learn to love who you are in the process. My name is Lindsay Titus, and I am here to share simple yet strategic steps each week with you to build your momentum into creating a life full of purpose and passion. The time is now. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Welcome back to the Define University podcast. It was another amazing week over here. I had the opportunity to train some amazing paraprofessionals in my district last week on strategies for students with autism, and it was truly fantastic. Anyone who comes in on their day off to learn more gets an A plus from me. The questions, the insights, the wonders, they always help to inspire me to keep learning myself and to keep growing, not only as a professional, but also in my personal journey as well. And as we kick off today's episode, it is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It is something that I use no matter what role I am serving, and that is the concept of productivity. Yes, getting things done. For me, when I think of productivity, that is exactly it. Repeat after me, everyone. Busy is not a badge of honor. Being busy does not work for me anymore. I don't know about you, but for years, that was my go-to response. That was my response when someone said, hey, how you doing? It was, I'm busy, I'm good, but I'm busy, so many things going on. Guys, why is that the reaction that we all take? Why is that our common response? Here's the key for me, being busy has nothing to do with an end result. Being busy means I am on the go. I'm getting things started, but I'm not getting things finished. When I think about being productive, that's where I wanna be because to me, productivity has to do with an end result. It means I am getting things done, I'm crossing things off my to-do list, and I am crushing the day by showing up and and getting to that end result. So as we jump into today's episode, it is something that I I actually started last week on Instagram. And I mentioned before, Instagram is my favorite platform. It is my favorite social media platform. I love showing up every morning, doing a morning message to get your day started off on the right foot. We talk all things from strategies to mindset, to school, to life, you name it. We talk about it. And it is the one way, or it's one of the ways, I love to connect with my followers every single day in a short, simple, and strategic way. Because you know that's what I'm all about. Let's use small, simple, strategic steps to build our momentum, crush our days, love our lives, and trust in who we are. So today's episode came out of that. Last weekend, I shared 10 tips to being productive. And what I wanna do today for you is to share these tips give you a little bit more insight, but then also answer a couple of your questions that you had about challenges that arise when we are trying to be productive. So again, buckle up, here we go. My top 10 productivity tips coming your way. Tip number one, get dressed. So random, right? But hear me out. And remember, I was inspired by this topic on the weekends. And here's the thing, I used to think weekends were a time to relax and relax and relax. And what I learned is that the more I relaxed, the less I wanted to accomplish. 
And let me be clear, I am all about a Netflix and pajama day once in a while, but when we do that every weekend or every single day off, and newsflash, that's what I was doing, was I really being productive? I know I wasn't. And that led to more stress Monday through Friday because I wasn't getting things done that, that were important to me. Now here, here's where priority comes in. You've got to know where your priorities lie. If something is not purposeful or passionate or a kind of a must do, so to speak, of your week, then don't do it. Get it off your list. But there was things that I was putting off because of fear, because I was afraid, because I wasn't sure. And I let the excuses of time and money and knowledge get in the way. So tip number one, get dressed. When I'm dressed, I feel more productive. When I stay in my pajamas, I don't. That's what works for me. So I follow the same routine I do Monday through Friday on the weekends to get ready to crush my day. What I do during the day, sure, that might look different. I'm not typically working as a behavior specialist on Saturday and Sundays, but maybe it's working on my business or quality time with my daughter or my husband, my family. Maybe it's getting housework done. Whatever it is, I'm ready to tackle the list that I have when I'm ready for the day. Plus, it makes it a little harder to get back in bed to take that often desired nap. Not saying those don't happen because they absolutely do, but when I get dressed, I'm ready to crush the day. All right, tip number two, time blocking. I love time blocking. It is one of my favorite ways to get things done. If you aren't familiar with time blocking, I'll do my best to explain it here. Basically, you take your day and you break it into different time blocks. I personally use one to two hour chunks unless I know something's going to take longer, such as you know my work day or an appointment, something like that. So how does it work? I break down the, the hours of the day that I'm awake into chunks and I pull things from my brain dump list into each chunk for what needs to be completed that day. It helps to keep me focused on one hour or two hour chunks at a time, which makes me feel like the day is much more manageable to handle. Remember, success leads to confidence. The more I'm successful in my day, I'm more confident I get more things done. Productivity is getting things done. So currently, I love time blocking my time outside of the school day. Since my day is scheduled pretty tightly, time blocking doesn't always work. However, it does work before and after school. For example, every day after school, I block off a 90 minute chunk of time to work on my business. Each day I pick one to two tasks for the time period that's gonna help launch my business forward. The next two hours after that are for dinner, dishes, and time with family. The following hour is Kaylee's bedtime routine and the last hour is time for me to spend how I want to spend it. On the weekend, I do this even more and I get a ton done without feeling overwhelmed or stressed. Tip number three, your to-do list is three items or less. Anything more is a brain dump list. Earlier in tip number two, I mentioned a brain dump list. And if you aren't familiar with that, here's what it is. It's a list of everything on your mind. Pretty simple, right? All the things you have to do, write them down. Then what I do is I look at that list, I pick three things at a time to focus on. Yes, you heard me. My to-do list is never more than three items long. If it is, it's a brain dump list. 
See, our brains have a hard time focusing on more than three things at a time. The same is true for our students. If you are creating mini schedules in your classroom, because really a mini schedule is a to-do list for a certain activity, try to keep it to three items or less. This helps to build that confidence and success with your students and their engagement increases when they understand what they have to do, how much they have to do, when they are done, and what comes next. Number four, pay attention to what part of the day are you the most productive? This one is huge. Are you a morning person? Aim to get more done in the first two hours of your day. I'm a morning person for sure, which is why 8 p.m. I am done. I am not productive after that time till I don't aim to be. I relax. I use that time for me. Know what time of the day you are the most productive and get the urgent matters done then. This is the same for your classroom too. If you have more energy before the school day, as many of us do, use that time to get those urgent things done. Those things that have to be done now and done by you. They don't need to be done now or they don't need to be done by you. Or sometimes I even ask, do they really need to be done at all? Those can wait. Get your urgent matters done during the time your energy is high. It's going to take you less time and you're going to build your momentum on a positive note. Tip five, if it will take longer to write down, just do it. Pay attention to how long things take. Know which tasks take five minutes, 10 minutes. So when you have those chunks of time available, you make the best use of them. I can't tell you how many things I write down that are going to take less than a minute to do. I have now retrained my brain that as I am writing it, I will have that conversation and say, Lindsay, do it now. It will take less time to do it than actually write it. And I get it done. All right, number six, we are moving right along. Set a timer. Yes, a timer. Does anyone else have this random fascination with timers? Maybe it's just me. But guys, use the timer to make it a game. How quickly can you get your papers graded? How quickly can you clean up your room? Set a timer, put on some music, and get it done. Number seven, organize one spot at a time. There is nothing worse than starting to clean one area and then going to another area and another and another. And before long, you look around and you got nothing finished. That's being busy. And remember, we are no longer busy, we are productive. So at home, I have a basket I carry with me and you could easily do the same thing in a classroom. And as I go room by room, I put items that don't belong in that room into the bucket. Then when I get to the room it does belong, I put it away. This saves so much time. This would work too in your room with taking trips outside the classroom. Put a basket by your door that is your errand basket. Instead of taking a trip to the office, then back to your room, then a trip to drop something off to a teacher and then back, you see where I'm going with this, put the items in the errand basket and do it all at once. Best part, if you don't get it done before the start of the school day, you have a built-in break system for a student that may need a break during class. All right, number eight, turn off your notifications. Take your email off your phone, put your phone away, Get those tabs closed on your computer, especially your email. This one is huge. I haven't had work email on my phone for three years now, and what a difference. 
No more checking on the weekends mindlessly. No more stressing out about that notification that comes through. We are in control of our phones, not the other way around. Our email lists are someone else's agenda. The day I put that statement into practice, I gained so much more time. Another thing I do in addition to this is if I am working on a project on my computer, I do not have my email on because that little ding or the little, the little asterisk that pops up when I get a new email, that distracts me. And I go to my email and I don't get done what I was working on. Your email can wait. I will repeat that. Your email can wait. Turn off the notifications, focus on what you are doing and get it done. Number nine, celebrate. We are so much more than what we accomplish in a day. Don't ever forget that. Your worth is not based on how many things you do on that to-do list. It's not based on what you accomplish. Your worth is your worth because you are here, because you show up as you are, where you are with what you have. And in addition to this, we're gonna celebrate everything that we do accomplish. What a difference when I go to bed at night highlighting all that I did in a day rather than focusing on what I didn't get to. Newsflash, there will always be more to do. If there wasn't, we wouldn't be growing. I used to think as a teacher, if I can just get this done, I'll get caught up. Well, but by the time I was caught up, there was always more to do. Hear me out, there is always more to do. But that doesn't mean we have to do it all. And that doesn't mean you are not a great teacher because there's more to do. You are a great teacher right now as you are. Trust in that. Believe in that. And celebrate what you do get done and know what you do accomplish deserves all the celebration. This is the same for our students. How amazing would it be if the last three minutes of your day every day was spent filling a celebration board on the front. Celebrate what the students did accomplish that day. Instead of focusing on, we didn't finish this, we'll get to it tomorrow, guys. Instead of, you know, this is what we needed to do, we're gonna finish it in the morning. Let's celebrate what they did get done. Let's celebrate the steps to success they took instead of the setbacks that might've happened during the day. All right, tip number 10, last one for you is go where your energy flows. This was truly a game changer for me. See, I always used to use the first then mentality that I taught to so many of my students. For those fellow BCBAs, special education teachers listening, you know we love our pre-MAC principle. For others listening, it's basically the premise of eat your vegetables first and then you get dessert. It is a highly effective strategy in so many situations where you do a non-preferred task before a more preferred task. This sequence helps to motivate you to complete the first task and it does, it has its benefits. It does work. However, what I learned is that it's not always the best for every situation. What? I know, I know, guys, hear me out. There are times where I don't want to do the dishes before I work on my business because my heart is called to my business. When I work on my business first, I get so motivated, so pumped, and I have so much energy that then I'm able to do not only the dishes, but fold the laundry, vacuum the floors. My point here is don't settle on only one strategy. 
Strategies are meant to be changed depending on our environment, our mood, our energy. Go where your energy leads you. Get that done and watch your momentum soar. Okay, so those are my top 10 productivity tips for school, for home, for life in general. Now, let's jump on into a challenge that can arise when it comes to productivity. One challenge that was shared with me from a follower is how do I keep my productivity going with a little at home? And for those of you who may not know, I have a five-year-old daughter at home. So the follower mentioned that she, her older kids are pretty good at being independent, but her three-year-old often interrupts her as she is working to get things done. And I think the key here is really looking at the word independent. That's where I would start. And I love this because it directly applies to our lives in the classroom too as educators. How many of us want our students to be more independent? Because really when I think about working at home or even working in the classroom, it takes students or kids being independent for us to get things done that we want to, right? Maybe we're working at small groups and we're focused on one group. Maybe we're conferencing with individual students and we need other students to, to work independently so that they're not continuing to interrupt. Working independently is a lifelong skill that's essential for our students to have. So how do we teach it? Here are five things I did with Kaylee at home that are easily applicable to the classroom setting as well. One, I introduced independent time as early as I could. At one years old, my daughter was doing what I called independent time. Yes, I actually used those words with her. Now what that actually looked like, she, was, she played in her pack and play with toys for 10 minutes while I was out of sight working, working in quotes, because what I was actually doing was watching her and how she was doing. But we did this every day. Every day we practiced independent time. And from the time she was one, I called it that. I always used the word that I want her to connect with. And this can be done in the classroom too. Start with five minutes a day and tell your student it's independent time. Teach what that means. Teach the expectations, set the timer, stick to it, and then reinforce when they get it done. Reinforce the effort and the, the steps that they are taking to become independent. Number two, I tell the kids or I would tell the kids the purpose and tell them when you will be done. So I think as moms, as teachers, we are sometimes fearful of telling kids the real reason why we are doing things. When I'm working on things, regardless of what they are, I tell Kaylee the reason why. Kaylee, right now I'm recording a video for my business. I will be done in 20 minutes and then we can play a game together. I then set a timer and stick to what I say. If you can't tell, I told you, I love me some timers. Number three is schedule in time with kids. One of the best strategies there is for kids who are seeking access to an item is to let them know exactly when they can have access to that item. Access to me is the same type of thing. I let Kaylee know exactly during the day when it's mommy and me time, and then it's up to me to commit to it. When it's our time, I am focused on her and the activity that I'm doing. As I stated above earlier in the episode, I don't get notifications on my phone, so those don't tempt me, and I can truly focus on her. And on Sundays, if she's having a hard time, I'll create a schedule for her to show when our time is together. This works great at school too. If you have a student wanting one-on-one -on -one time with you, let them know when they can have it. 
Number four, mentioned it briefly, but reinforce independent time. When students are practicing being independent or when your kids are practicing at home, praise it, highlight it, reinforce it. Use language like, you were so independent today. I am so proud of you. Are you so proud of yourself too? Highlight when they do the things we want them to do. Even if it's outside of independent time, this helps to connect what independence really means. Because again, it's a skill we want our students doing more of all the time, not just at specific times in the day. Number five, give yourself grace. My productivity looks very different today with Kaylee being five than it did when she was four and when she was three. Give yourself grace to know that sometimes your plans will change and be flexible. Remember, no amount of productivity defines who you are. You get to do that every day, regardless of what you accomplish. Give yourself grace, take a breath, and keep showing up. All right, so that's what to do for, that's my recommendation on what to do when kids interrupt our productivity. But what about adults? Yep, totally just went there. All right, picture this. You get to work early, you're about to tackle all the things on your list, your list of three, mind you. And as you get started on one, you look up and the colleague from down the hall is in the doorway. You pause because you know this colleague and if you look up and engage, you will be there talking for 30 minutes. But you don't wanna be rude either. So what do you do? I think we've all been there, right? I know I have. And I think the first thing to do is recognize. See, you know which of your colleagues asks the quick question and which asks a question that turns into a 30 minute conversation. If it's a quick question, you may choose to pause what you're doing, listen, answer, and carry on, no sweat. But if it's that colleague that doesn't know when to stop talking, it doesn't even matter if they haven't been to their room yet, yep, they pile their bags right on your front table, yep, I've been there too. Here's where your behavior can change. When you take that second to pause, give yourself a little pep talk. I'm here to get things done. I came in early to get things done. When I serve myself first, everyone gains, especially my students. It's okay to say no, whatever it takes. Then when the person asks if you have a minute, you say no. Yeah, you tell them no. You tell them, actually, I don't right now. I'm really working at sticking to my list this morning. Thank you so much for understanding. And then you get back to your list. I know, I know it might feel awkward at first, because you're changing a habit. You're changing a default response you've probably been saying for years. But once you do it once and twice, it becomes easier. I used to use a sign on my door. Yeah, a sign that simply said, teacher prep time, please come back later. And people respected it. Then I was able to shape that if my door was open, people knew to come on in. If my door was closed, people knew I was working. See, our time is our time. If we let others use it for their own agendas, we lose out. It's the same for the colleague that says this will just take a minute. If after a minute or so they're still talking, it's okay to stop them and say, thank you for trusting me to talk with you about this. I am so sorry I can't stay longer. Let's connect later and revisit this. And then you walk away, just like we teach it to the kids. It's okay to walk away. We control our effort and our attitude. It doesn't have to be in a negative way. But remember, productivity is the goal here. You have to stay in control 
of your effort and your attitude to the goal that you are committing to. Whew, we covered a lot today. I so hope you found these strategies helpful. If you did, I would love for you to leave a review for future listeners. I would also love to hear your feedback on what topics you would love to hear about on this podcast. And as we wrap up this episode, I want to remind you of my free email subscription that I send out freebies to each week. All you need to do to sign up is head on over to my website, defineuniversityyou.com and sign up for that. And the freebies are sent to you each week. This week, it's a productivity bundle with a brain dump list, a results list, and a three-line to-do list just for you. In addition to this content, I run a free, yes, another free Facebook group called Define University, where each week I provide a free mini training on Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the group, I also share insights, motivation, and run three-day mini-series throughout the year. Sounds pretty amazing, huh? Come join us. And lastly, are we friends on Instagram yet? Instagram is my absolute favorite social media platform. You can find me at lindsay.titus828. And something special about Instagram is Monday through Friday mornings, I will share a series of stories providing you with a morning message for the day. What better way to get your day started off with positive momentum? How's that for some amazing free content each week? In addition to those, I have two one-day workshops coming soon. On March 12th, I will be in Providence, Rhode Island, and on March 13th, I will be in Manchester, New Hampshire. Both are full-day workshops where I am sharing tips and tricks and inspiration for working with your most difficult, challenging students. For more information or to register, go to www.tlc-sems.com. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I cannot wait to hear what you thought about it and what sticks with you. Until next week, have an amazing week ahead. And as always, we will talk soon.